0: Hi, you're listening to another sermon from Deep Creek Anglican Church. Well, good morning. It's lovely to see you all. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we come before you expectant to encounter you this morning. We thank you that your word to us is alive and active and that you are always at work in our lives and in your world. I pray that your spirit would be stirring our hearts to trust you deeper and enable us to do all that you call us to do in your world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in Africa, there is a river, the Zambezi River, that divides two countries. Uh, There's Zimbabwe on one side, and there's Zambia on the other. And at one particular point, there's this bridge that connects Zambia and Zimbabwe. And right in the middle of that bridge, there is a platform where you can leap off and do bungee jumping. I, I did my research, it's, it's 111 meters of free fall, it lasts about four seconds before you quickly get snatched by a rope before you hit the, the surface of the water below. Now, by a show of hands, if you were here, who would actually do that? Who would bungee jump? Okay, there's a couple of brave people. All right, now who, who would who would definitely not do that? Okay, yeah, good. I'm in the I'm in the majority. That's that's nice to hear. Yeah, no, you would you wouldn't see me doing that. Well, six and a half years ago, uh, my wife Emily, she was on a mission trip with our, with our church and they were in Zambia. I was uh, back here in Melbourne, uh, in the Baw Shire, leading a Christian Union camp. Anyway, so Emily's time in Zambia with her team was coming to an end. And so before they made the big trek back to Melbourne, they decided, well, let's do some sightseeing, let's go on a safari, let's go see some other things. And one of the options was, let's go to see the Victoria Falls, which is just around the corner from here. Uh, And if anyone would like to, there's the option to go bungee jumping. Now, Emily is far braver than I am, and so when she had this opportunity, she was like, yes, count me in. Now, in the days leading up to this, um, Emily, being the thoughtful person that she was, she thought, she thought she'd send me some messages just to give me a heads up. Hey, Ben, I'm thinking about doing a, a bungee jump, and it would cost you know such and such US dollars and whatnot. Like, are you, are you okay with that? How would you feel about that? And then she sent a couple of messages. The trouble was, I never got any of those messages. <laughs> I think it was the Apache uh, reception in Zambia combined with the patchy reception up in Rawson, where I was up in, the, up in the hills, just meant that none of them ever got through. And then the day of the jump came. And Emily, she still hadn't heard anything from me. She'd put her plan out there, she'd sort of said, this is what I'd like to do, hoping to have an indication for me either way of how I felt. But now it was decision time. You know, the opportunity was here, now. You know, it wouldn't be there tomorrow, or the day after, or a week later, like, it was, it was now or never. And so Emily, she seized the moment, and she jumped. I don't have a photo of her jumping, but here she is afterwards. She's alive. She's a relief to me. And then eventually I did get all those messages. A couple of days later, they were like, and I'm like, oh, so that's all what's developed while I've been missing this information. But the thing is, if Emily had actually waited until she heard back from me before she actually decided to do this, well, then it never would have happened. If she waited to kind of hear some confirmation or anything like that, then the opportunity would have gone. And instead, she saw the opportunity, she saw the window for doing this thing, and she stepped out and she took it. No regrets. And in our passage today, we meet someone who has another remarkable instance of boldly stepping out in faith. Peter, the disciple, he gets out of the boat, and he actually walks on water. Like Peter, he he sees Jesus on the water, and Peter, he decides to join him. And Jesus says to him, come. And he does. Like, no matter how risky or how ridiculous or crazy the idea might have sounded to the other disciples in the boat, like, there he is. Peter, he steps out of the boat and, and is actually making his way on the water toward Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like we read through the Gospels, and apart from perhaps Jesus himself, like Peter is one of those people that we, we kind of get to know, don't you think? Like we see a lot of what he does, a lot of how he reacts. And I think most of us can relate to Peter in one way or another. Like he seems to be that kind of slightly impulsive sort of person who wants to do the right thing, usually embarrasses himself before needing to be like rescued by Jesus. And yet, you know, he keeps on, keeps on trying. And yet this relatable, ordinary man, in verse 29, it it says he got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. We have an ordinary person putting their faith in an extraordinary person and then doing the extraordinary. And our hope for this vision series is to see every single one of us be all in with what God is already doing in this place, in our community, and beyond. Okay, as Phil said to us two weeks ago, we want to see the kingdom of God grow here in Doncaster East, and that's only going to happen if we are all involved. And as I've been praying and reflecting about about. Peter's boldness and his courage to step out and then I look at us and the question set before us is what are you waiting for today I want Peter's walk on the water to be like a like a sort of like an invitation to us to every single one of us to anyone who wants to step out more in faith, like him. I mean, Peter, he goes for the walk of his life. But here's the kicker. He would have never had that life-changing experience if he had just stayed in the boat. Peter had to get out of the boat. He had to put himself in a position of vulnerability and fear and trust. And for each of us today, I believe God is saying to you, "Get out of the boat." Like I, 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 I earnestly believe that there is some aspect of your life, each and every single one of you here, in which God is calling you to get out of the boat and walk with Him. And when we say yes to that calling, and when we step out in faith, we become part of God's actions to redeem the world, and our lives will never be the same. So this morning, I want us to put ourselves in Peter's shoes. I've got four questions I want us to wrestle with. First, who calls us to get out of the boat? In Matthew 14, in our reading we had just before, it's the early hours of the morning, it's still dark, and the disciples, they they look out over the dark, choppy waters, and then, all of a sudden, they see this mysterious figure walking towards them, like on the water. And, unsurprisingly, everyone is, is scared out of their minds. Like, it's a ghost! Like, well, there's no other explanation for what's going on. But then immediately, this mysterious figure notices their fear in the boat. And he says to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And now Peter, he's in the boat with the other disciples, and he realizes that this figure calling out to him is Jesus. Jesus. And so then in verse 28, he calls out to him, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you out on the water. Tell me to come out to you on the water. Um, Our English Bibles tend to make this request sound a little bit kind of uh, doubtful. You know, like, is it really you? Like, if, if it's really you, then, like, prove yourself, almost. But but uh, if you look at the Greek, it actually carries far more confidence than that. Peter's request is something a bit more like, since it is you, Jesus, please enable me to do the things that you have been doing. Like, since it is you, Jesus, enable me to do that thing. And what's amazing is Jesus grants Peter's request. Jesus calls Peter. Peter, to get out of the boat. He says to him, come. And that invitation is all that Peter needs. And so who calls me to get out of the boat? Well, it's Jesus too. Jesus calls us to get out of the boat. The song, Oceans, we're going to be singing in a bit later. It begins with, you call me out upon the waters. Like, sure, the water walking idea may have been Peter's. But Jesus is the one who invites him to step out and do it. And just in case, uh, we might be scoffing at Peter's almost like outrageous idea. Like, who would ask Jesus to kind of let me walk on water? You know what I find the most challenging about this passage? You look through it. Jesus. Never rebuked Peter for attempting to walk on the water. He rebuked him because he didn't trust Jesus enough. See, Jesus doesn't rebuke us for attempting too much for him, but for trusting him too little. I want us to be like Peter. Since it is you Lord, enable me to do the stuff that you can do. What is keeping me in the boat? Like what's what is stopping me from stepping outside my spiritual comfort zone? Cuz let's not forget Peter was the only disciple that actually attempted this. All the other disciples, they were nice and comfortable inside the boat. Sure, they were afraid, but they stayed in the boat. What is keeping us in the boat? Well, I'm sure it might be different for all of us. We have different circumstances, different ways that we think about things, but I'm willing to bet bet that beneath all of those different things, there is fear. Maybe that fear is, like, I'm, if I step out, I'm, I'm afraid of losing something, whether it's a relationship or something that I like or I enjoy. Maybe I'm afraid that I don't have what it takes to do that. I'm afraid of what people might think of me. I'm afraid that I will fail. Or maybe even I'm afraid of what will happen if I succeed. In our passage, Jesus' first words to these terrified disciples in their fear, he says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. What he's literally saying, he's saying, take courage, I am. That's what, the, that's what the Greek says, I am. And I am, if you've read through Exodus, is the name that God himself says Like, I am. This is who I am. And in our moment of fear, Jesus calls out through the darkness that he is the great I am, the power and love of God himself. There is no need to fear. as It says in 1 John, perfect love casts out all fear. And in God, we have someone who perfectly loves us. Jesus Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus Jesus, you silence fear. But what if I sink? What if I sink? Like like yeah, yeah, yes, I know that you you're you with me, Lord, I know you call me to get out of the boat. But what if I attempt something big and I fail? Like, like what if it all goes wrong? Like what if I, I get criticized or or laughed at? Like what if I get out of the boat and I start to sink? Well, Peter certainly knew that feeling firsthand. See so he's walking on the waves towards Jesus. But then it says in verse 30, He saw the wind, and he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? There's a beautiful painting by uh, Yong Sung Kim called The Hand of God. Maybe you've seen it before. Quite a beautiful picture, and and I love it because it captures the scene from Peter's perspective. You You can see Jesus above. You can see his foot. I don't know if you can see his foot there. And he's on the water, and what is he doing? He's reaching down to rescue Peter, who is sinking. When we sink, Jesus is there to rescue us. When we fail, Jesus, he reaches out his hand to grab us and to bring us to safety. What Jesus asks is that we trust him and we get out of the boat and let him work through us. Now, Whether we succeed or whether we fail, our rescuing saviour is with us and his spirit empowers us and gives us the faith to attempt the extraordinary things for Him. And more than that, our God is a good God who loves to empower us to do amazing things. In Christ, we have the security and the love that allows us to step out and attempt the extraordinary. And like Peter, sure, we will probably fail at least from time to time. But when we do, in that moment of failure, we find the saving, rescuing hand of Jesus, and he is ready to draw us back. So what are we waiting for? What boat is God calling me to get out of? What boat is God calling you to get out of today? Just, another, just the other day, I was um, talking to a mate of mine uh, at, a, uh, at a gathering, and he was sharing his experience. He he'd recently, uh, he and his family had recently moved from, uh, from one church, which they'd been at for like ages, uh, to, a, to a new church. They'd been there for a little while. And, and so I asked him, uh, have you noticed any differences between the two? Uh, and he said to me, this is the first thing he said to me, my old church was always very good at talking about doing things. But now that I'm here at this other church, we are actually doing them. We are actually doing them. And when I think about us as a church, Deep Creek, I want 2023 to be a year that in the future that we, we look back and I want it to be a year that we didn't just talk about doing things for God, but a year when we all went all in We got out of the boat and attempted the extraordinary. So where is God calling you to get out of the boat? Like, where do you need to get your spiritual feet wet today? Like, for some of you, it's it's become clearer as I've been talking. There's just sort of been this niggling thing. It's like, oh God, like I know you want me to do this thing, and if that is you, then. Now is the day, what are you waiting for? But if you're not sure what boat God is calling you out of, then let me give you five indicators that might help you to know. The first indicator is a unique opportunity. Like, is there something new or unexpected that has happened recently? Like, think about where you are now and where you were 12 months ago. Is there something that's in your life now that there wasn't 12 months ago? Is there an opportunity that is uniquely available to you? Whether it's within your friendship group, whether it's in your neighborhood, whether it's in your workplace or some other community, is there something that's unique for you? Uh, Kyle recently found himself needing to brace for impact on a flight as it headed for a crash landing at an airport. And through the unexpectedness of the situation, and I think motivated by looking around and seeing adults in tears, God gave him the courage to share a 30-second evangelistic sermon about his faith. Afterward, Kyle reflected and he said, I don't know if anyone heard or responded to my 30-second sermon in those frantic moments. But I am glad God gave me the courage to not stay silent. I'd been meditating on the Gospel for years. Now it was coming out, thanks to the prodding of the Holy Spirit. That's getting out of the boat. A few years ago you might remember the the global phenomenon Pokemon Go. And I don't know about here at Deep Creek but certainly where I was in Sunbury, there were just hundreds of people just being drawn to church properties. I think they were called gyms or something where you could certainly you could do something. I never I never got into it so I don't know the, the lingo some of our um, clever people might be able to help you out there. But some of our young adults Uh, At the church, they saw this as a unique opportunity where God was, through no work of our own, bringing people to the church. And so they decided that they would set up a hot chocolate stand to provide drinks and conversation and just really just be a friendly face and presence as all these people were being drawn to this church building, possibly for the first time ever. I I love this one particular um, person who. It uh, wasn't part of our church, but they said, Shout out to these guys from the local youth group giving free hot chocolate to Pokemon Go trainers. Love the community spirit, and Team Sunbury has it in spades. That's getting out of the boat. Last year, we had the unique opportunity as a church to, to host and care for a, a young player from the Afghan national soccer team. And many of you put up your hands and said, "Yes, I want to get out of the boat and make the most of that opportunity to, to show a Christian love that transcends language and cultural barriers. That's getting out of the boat." When lockdown hit a couple of years ago, my friend Julianne, uh, she let a box invited every single person in her street to join a shared Facebook group. And she did that so that in these times of isolation and separation, people would feel connected with each other, and so that every single person in that street knew at least one Christian there. That's getting out of the boat. It's seeing a unique opportunity and saying, God, I'm going to attempt something. What is something new or unexpected or unique that is happening in your life right now. Is there something which you could step out in faith and be God's presence to somebody else? Um, Another indicator that God might be calling us to step out of the boat is frustration. That might be a bit surprising Frustration. Like, are you growing in frustration about something out there in the world or here in the church? Like, if if there is something irritating you, like, oh, just, nah. You know, that might be God calling you to get out of the boat and do something about it. One of my friends who's a minister said, um, I always warn people, if they're about to tell me of something that's annoying them, then I, I usually go, you know what, that's probably God telling you to solve that problem. <laughs> For some reason, he doesn't hear very many complaints about the church anymore. <laughs> but, so, but the thing is, like, is there something that is irritating you? That is maybe God saying, I want you to be some of that change. Step out in faith. You know, one of my friends became uh, frustrated uh, at her church because... The Sunday school program only offered things for, for primary school age kids. And every week, there was a whole group of toddlers and preschoolers and their parents all you know, slowly retreating out of, the, out of the church area because they got too loud and ratty. And so they were just gathering in the foyer, just sitting there. And she's like, oh, like how annoying. It would be so good if we could just say, just go into the Sunday school, it would be fine. But then she thought, why don't I start up a new thing? And so she started up something which we called Little Church, which provided just a, a little chance for these, these young kids and their families to connect with God and connect with each other. And even then, when the lockdowns hit, it was the ministry that kept on going week in, week out, over Zoom, helping these young kids see some other faces during the week and keep learning about how God was working in their lives. Like, that's... That's getting out of the boat. Is there something frustrating you? And if there is, that might just be God calling you to get out of the boat and do something about it. Another indicator that God might be calling you out of the boat is compassion. Compassion. The word compassion literally just means suffering with okay, passion just means suffering, is, and like, I know someone whose heart is breaking right now for victims of family violence, and so that compassion has pushed them onto starting up an organization that's able to provide some help to these people. Like, that's getting out of the boat. At our Vision Sunday service last year, I was wonderful to hear Dee sharing the story of her and Dan's experience being moved by compassion for uh, for these kids in Kenya and they they that compassion led them to take a giant step of faith in moving overseas and god was with them every step of the way that is getting out of the boat in spades and many of us have been overwhelmed uh, as we as we follow this unfolding devastation taking place in Turkey and in Syria. And if, if you're like reading the news, these stories, and just hearing about this stuff, if that is making your heart break right now, then maybe that compassion is, is actually a call from Jesus to get out of the boat and do something about it. You know, it's with us in the comfortable West, it's so easy for us to go, okay, another disaster, let's, you know, move on. But, like, if if there's something that really grips you, then don't move on. Dwell with that and just ask God to show you how you need to step out in faith, get out of the boat, and do something about it. As Megan shared earlier, us as a church, we are doing what we can to collectively step out of the boat and help those victims who are being affected by this crisis. But if you feel like that Jesus is personally inviting you to get out of the boat, uh, then straight out after the service, I want to repeat that invitation to come down the front, talk to Pedram and Lely uh, about some actual practical ways which we could really change the lives of some people on the ground who are suffering and who are feeling rejected by the society at large. There's a song in that line... Uh, uh, there's, a, sorry, there's a line in that song, uh, Hosanna by Hillsong, and it says, Break my heart for what breaks yours. See, God wants us to be so in tune with him that the stuff that breaks his heart, the stuff that just that just moves God himself is the stuff that moves his people too. And so if you are experiencing just a, an... Even in a little bit of compassion for something, maybe that is God saying, Get out of the boat. I want you to be one of those people who make some change. For some of you, you have been walking with God in, in prayer and reflection. And He has been revealing things to you. Like if you if you feel God speaking directly to to you, whether that's through like images or words or other things. And if that is from God, then you probably have a boat to get out of. For those of us who were here last Sunday, I was I was really moved by Heidi's courage to get out of the boat and share what she felt God was speaking to her. And for those who were involved, God was certainly at work in that situation and it would not have happened if Heidi had stayed in the boat. My brother Daniel had an amazing experience a number of years ago at Red Frogs. Uh, Red Frogs, if you don't know it, it's a Christian organization that particularly provides uh, assistance and safety for uh, people for students as they celebrate schoolies, which is the party at the end of year twelve that many of them go often to. Anyway, this one particular year, my brother and his team was part of a small team, and they were they were travelling around Phillip Island, offering assistance where they could. And this one particular night, they stopped the car, and they prayerfully discerned God's voice. They were like, God. We don't know where we want to go, so you lead us. And then through a series of of images and just general guidance, God led them to find this particular lamp, which then led up the steps to a particular house. They knocked on the door, and as they opened the door, they found that just moments before, there was a party-goer who was um, very drunk. They'd fallen down some stairs and really badly hurt themselves. They needed medical attention. And the team leader in this car who just arrived just happened to be a doctor. And so while they waited for the over one hour for the paramedics to arrive, they were able to provide potentially life-saving assistance to these people who were probably had no idea what was going on uh, but really needed help. You know, through prayerful revelation, and this team's willingness to follow the Spirit's prompting, God was able to bring help to those that needed it. That is getting out of the boat. And, and maybe it's not even anything like spiritual or supernatural kind of feeling. Like some of us here keep on getting this persistent thought in our head. And I don't know what that is. That's, that's what God is doing in your mind. <laughs> You know, it might be a particular ministry, it might be a particular place, it might be a particular person. Any of these could be God calling you to get out of the boat. The final indicator that I want to finish on today is fear. When Jesus called, Peter to get out of the boat, the disciples were all paralyzed by fear. And I am finding that very often, God will ask me to step out of the boat at the point of our fears, precisely because he wants us to overcome them. One of our missional values here at Deep Creek is to be honest about our questions, our burdens, our challenges, and our fears. And to be completely honest, for me, sharing the gospel with those who don't know Jesus is something that I am afraid of. That is something that I am afraid of. And you're probably thinking, Hey, but Ben, aren't you a minister? Like, Aren't you supposed to be kind of into all that evangelism stuff? And yes, you're right. And yes, I know that most of our fears around sharing our faith, particularly here in the comfortable West, are largely non-rational fears. But I am also a human. And when I share my faith with others outside the church, For one reason or another, this particular human gets scared. You know, more times than I care to admit, I've I've had opportunities in a conversation to bring Jesus into that. But instead, in fear I've just stayed in the boat. Like it's just it's just easier. And I think about the potential, like my little downside of me feeling a bit scared, compared to like, what if that is the opportunity that that person needed to hear about Jesus that would set their whole life on a new trajectory towards finding Jesus? Like surely like pros and cons, if I want to be rational about this, like what, what am I waiting for? Uh, and so i felt personally convicted and challenged by this call to get out of the boat and share my faith, to tell to tell people about that, to overcome my fears, and trust that God is with me and He enables me to do that when I trust Him. And you know what? The past couple of weeks that I've been really wrestling with this, I have been getting out of the boat. And I've had some wonderful conversations with some wonderful people, and with every step that I take to share my faith I can feel God increasing my boldness and making me more and more confident in his presence with me as I do that. And if you are like me, and there is a fear in your life, God wants you to get out of the boat a little bit every day. Like when you wake up, like begin the day by asking God, for wisdom about where you need to get your feet where you need to get your feet wet that day you know my brothers and sisters god is calling each of us to get out of the boat and may we be people who, not like next year or then the year after that, but like today, may we be people who hear that call and step out in faith and walk with him as we do that this year. What are you waiting for? Let's pray. Lord, give us the faith that we need to attempt the impossible for you. We thank you that you have called each of us to get out of the boat in ways that are unique just to us. Give us the wisdom and discernment to know where you are calling us to go now. Give us the faith that we need to do the extraordinary for you. And Lord rescue us when our faith suddenly gives out we ask this in jesus name who is powerful and loves to hear our prayer and act in this world amen